Yo. Yo. We're live. Yo. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So it's the day after Christmas we're recording this, but it won't come out for a few weeks or maybe a month or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so um, this is the – I'm going through our, our Get You Some Productions um, uh, plan, <clears throat> each uh, episode plan. This is the Get You Some Productions podcast episode, I think, 23. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're, it's kind of wild that we're up to 23. And this is a podcast covering all things related to music production, from the first note to the last fan and everything in between. We create music and inspire others to do the same, or at least we try to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my name's Keith. Oh, my name's Daniel. Um, so as we do with every podcast, uh, we just want to let you know that you can support us by clicking the link in the description, Reverb. Uh, it's the top link. It's the Reverb link. It is our affiliate link to Reverb. You click on that. Um, there is actually a sick deal going on right now, but you probably will miss it by the time this comes out. But they always have cool deals going on. But it's like seven, up to 76% off certain items. Right. And I don't – I was about to tell – Dan and I were chatting before we got on the podcast, and I was about to tell him uh, that I, what I wanted for Christmas, but I didn't get because and, – and I'm about to tell you why. But um, I am going to be watching Reverb and watching the prices on Reverb. Okay. And getting – one of one or both of these items when they go back to the prices that they were a month before Christmas when I wanted them <laughs> that didn't get around to ordering them. Um, but then when Christmas rolled around, they went up by like, you know, 30% each. Um, actually, one of them went up by like uh, probably like 75% mm-hmm. the price. So anyway, but you go, listener, you go, click the link, go shopping on Reverb. Right. No extra cost to you. Uh, you will be able to support the podcast. We earn a small commission for every purchase on Reverb that's used, that's purchased through our link. And if you don't click the link in the description, if you go to our website, getyoursomeproductions.com, there's links all over that site to Reverb, and those are our affiliate links as well. So please go and buy something for yourself. Yeah, and you might not be aware of this, but no, uh, there is no um, Reverb.com warehouse. Okay, Reverb.com is going to connect you with vendors all over the country or all over. That's true. Okay, so you're going to be buying from independent um, vendors. In many, yeah, in many cases, yes. This is like either a, a local store Yeah. that's just, you know, per, per, they're, they're vending through Reverb, mm-hmm. or it's, it's just a local seller, an individual yep. who's yeah. selling their equipment. <clears throat> and so you can actually have an interaction with that person. Yeah, I can uh, tell you that's what happened with, uh, with Anna. My wife got me a oh, beautiful right? fender, um, a, a case from my, well, you know, we'll skip ahead. I'll tell you what happened. Uh, yeah, but click on the reverb um, mm-hmm. with folks, and then um, I'll lead, lead into the next part, which we always talk about something musical that happened, you know, mm-hmm. something musical in our lives, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we'll just segue into that is that I'm, uh, I got a beautiful case for my um, my bass guitar, and uh, mm. sent Keith some links. You know, um one of those cases, guys, that's like not the most practical as far as moving around with it because it's heavy, it's wood. And but I have this new base, and you know that's going to be with me the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. I need a case that looks nice in the house, 
is super stable, like for because we get all kinds of weather conditions changing, you know. And these wooden mm-hmm. instruments, they like a nice case. Mm-hmm. And when I go out to gig, boom, I'll throw it in my gig bag to take it out. Totally. You know what I mean, um, so that was awesome. But she did tell me that she got the vendor got in contact with her to thank her for her purchase and wish her a Merry Christmas and all that stuff, you know. Um, but it was just from the team. It like a it came from Montana or Missouri or something. They just had the case that mm-hmm. I wanted. Um, you know the case with the white piping on the well. You know maybe put some pictures up. It's classic. I think my wife I'm gonna do that. So um, just gonna show off my case, which is to many people probably a very mundane little thing. <laughs> but you yeah. know to someone who like has had instruments and cases their whole life, like having a nice deluxe case. It's just one of those things that feels really good. I and agree. Kind of like put off getting for yourself. Keep putting it off and putting it off. I'll, um, I'll also I'll add so, to that and just say yeah. that I kept um, my my <clears throat> a hollow body guitar hanging on the wall uh, for a few years mm-hmm. just because it was beautiful and I like to have it hanging up so people could see it. But that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It was the, the 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 weather fluctuations did a number on it, and it took you know I mean it took a lot of um, it took some work to get it back into working order. Right. Um, so I won't do that again. I don't store my I store my guitars in you know the cases I have, yeah. but it, a lot of them are hard cases. I only have a I only have my I only have guitars that I don't give a crap about in anything that's not a hard case. <clears throat> right. Um. And uh, there's like the middle road, if you're still new to like um, starting out your music career, you know, and buying equipment, they sell the, the, I don't know what the term is, but that's all like a plastic or synthetic material mm-hmm. um, case. It's a hard case, but it's lightweight, okay? That's what you want if you're going to be traveling around a little bit more, like throwing stuff in the van, taking it out a lot. <clears throat> right. Get one of these cases that's like... Um, it's not as heavy as like a flight case or anything like that, you know. My mm-hmm. case is nice, but you keep this in the studio in your house or whatever. It weighs, you know, mm-hmm. it's wood. It's heavy. You know, I'll also just I'll go back to something else you mentioned. It, when you get to be in your forties, even in your thirties, for some people, mm-hmm. whether something looks nice in your house actually starts to factor in way more <laughs> than it did previously. Like you know, and so. I think like having a nice looking case is, is something. I'll I'll actually I'll piggyback on that because my my musical update for the week was also it was basically reverb related. Okay. I've been wanting one of three things. I've been I've had my eye on this. I'm I'm really into these amps that are that have really good sounds but are quiet enough to play in your house at multiple item volumes. <clears throat> and I actually have a Roland Microcube which I've used for forever for 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And it's and you know people make fun of me for this amp, but I love it. It sounds and some of the settings on it um, are sound great for what for what it is. You know, if you're just practicing at home, which half the time I am. Actually, I shouldn't say that. With 100% of the time, I am <laughs> right now. Okay. And then uh, I've had my eye on a Mustang Fender Mustang version um, Fender Mustang One version two 20 watts. It's a, also a, a modeling amplifier, so it's digital. So okay. It has some of the nicest digital modeling. And before Christmas, like a month before Christmas, I saw them for like 65 bucks, And they sound amazing for what they are. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted one of those, but now they're all like, you know, the cheapest one I saw was like 80 plus $20 shipping. Okay. So I'm waiting for them to go back down. Uh, I also wanted a Boss ME80, which is basically a Boss's multi-effects processor. Multi-effects processor, okay. Yeah, the, and the reason is because I want to do a feature on Get You Some Guitar of that particular pedal, because as I understand it, it's one of the best ones of its kind. Um, and, I, and I think it's very well made uh, in terms of, of it being like relatively giggable and, um, and sturdy. Right. I wanted to do a review of it, and I saw one for like 165. Um, I saw a couple for 165, like a month before Christmas, right. and then as Christmas got closer, they all went up to above 200 bucks for even for used ones. And for new, it's like 300. So yeah. I'm waiting until they go back down, and then I'm going to go back to Reverb when they go to the price that's right for me, huh. um, and do that. And I, I just thought of this. Reverb, a lot of people don't realize is Reverb has an awesome little feature. When you're browsing, you can see a chart of the price history of that item, which is kind of awesome. <laughs> so you can tell if you're getting a deal or not. It's almost like trading like the stock market or something, you know. You can, or, or just to understand trend, gear trends, price trends of gear. It's kind of like a cool little feature that I like because I'm a, you know, an investor, professional True. investor. Um, but I find I like to geek out about stuff like that too. <clears throat> the last thing I wanted was um, a Wawa pedal, and I'm blanking on the name. It's um, the crap. I can't remember it now. Anyway, there's a Wawa pedal that everyone loves. It's also probably in the 150-ish range, but I saw them. They're like mostly over 200 now. That okay, so is not here. the Dunlop. <clears throat> it's not the Dunlop. You know, uh, whatever usual uh, Wawa that everyone has. Morley. It's not the Morley, because the Morleys are great, but they're so friggin' big. Yeah. It's the, oh, here it is. It's the Clyde, um, I'll tell you which one it is, the Full Tone Clyde. Full Tone. Yeah, the Full Tone Clyde Deluxe Wah. This is a, an, a, a Wah that has three settings. So you can get, like, you can get the Spanky, you can get the Hendrix Wah, or you can get, like, the, the like balls-to-the-wall sort of Wah. Yeah. Um, so you can get a couple of different wah styles um, in one package. And this is the one that was recommended from, believe it or not, a friend of mine was taking lessons from the guitars from War, the band War. And this was the, the wah pedal that he recommended. Okay. So I had that on my list as well. But that's, that's also going to be, you know, like I'll be adding that to my formal pedal board someday. So that's all I had to say for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now let's get into the um, the meat of it. Oh, Cap, I thought we were just going to shoot the shit about gear all the time. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, well, it. we could actually we could do a whole podcast of just shooting the shit about gear. Do you? Sorry, I think we've been on for. I, I should have made a note of what time we started because we've been it's chatting for a been while. Six or seven minutes already. It's been yeah. So, so I know I sent you. I sent you a message about this thing. Like I wanted to interview you and I wanted to be like focused on you right now. Yes. And the background is basically I've been following Gary Vaynerchuk on LinkedIn. Basically he says CEOs and managers should take the, take the attitude essentially that they work for their employees 
not the other way around. So now that, that's not to say that you're my employee. I, the way I look at it is I'm the CEO and you're the COO, let's just say. You know, we're both C-suite executives, right? And we're both yes. owners, right? Yes. But since this is my vision, yes. I feel responsible for the quote-unquote business or the project Yes. Um, in a way where it's like how – I'm always thinking, how can I make this the, the best thing? And so when he said that to me, something resonated about what he said to me. Okay. Um, because – and it, it basically goes boils down to the fact that it's like if your quote-unquote employees are not – are not um, – are not uh, performing, it's on you. And so you have to make these like ways to, you have to come up with ways to help them. And there's the only way to help them is if mm-hmm. you work for them in a sense, right? It's like you have to put the, you have to put together the situation so that they can flourish if you really want your project or you really want your business to flourish, you have to put them in a position. And by doing so, yes. you have to take this perspective like I, you, that you essentially work for them because you want them to succeed. So, and naturally, when I bring you into this, yes. my attitude is I want you to succeed, right? Because I want the whole project to succeed. So I, now I'm thinking to myself, well, how, can I, how can I help Dan? get what he needs to, su- to succeed in this project so that the whole project succeeds. Well, I can tell you what. Uh, <laughs> when you send me the text. <laughs> what, is this going to be a joke or what? <laughs> yeah, no, no. When you send me that text, I, I had that thought, like, where's that coming? Where's this coming from? This is a different approach. And uh, yeah. I liked it. I liked it. At first, I was like, oh, no, I'm on the spot. I have to, like, explain myself. I was like, no, I think I'm just going to be myself and just be open and honest and, like, Precisely. it'll flow. You know what I mean? Because you're just looking for understanding. And, right. uh, and we're always reassessing and always tweaking what our plan is. Um, right, so, exactly. <clears throat> I want to start off kind of inverting with like going through the points or questions you maybe had. I don't know if they were in any specific order for the origin story and what I'm looking for, but like yeah. I wanted to start off at the top with something that's been on my mind for a while. Yeah, okay, go Which is, you know the old adage, like you don't want to mix friendships and business you know, or family and business, warning, you know, red flag, all right. that stuff. Money, boundaries. So mix, your friendship, like what I have with you as a friend is so important to me. Like beyond, right. I, it's, it's every, you know what I mean? Like, so right. that, so I've been like, oh no, I'm feeling like, now it was just risky, like for us to be like, mm, doing this business and like if something goes wrong or one of us isn't happy with the other, it could like jeopardize our friendship. You know what I mean? Right. And, and it was making me nervous. And then um, I was like, I don't know about if I'm not giving Keith what he wants or, you know, I have my own stuff, you know. So yeah. that's been right up there. So I wanted to, what I mean to say is, like, I want to position myself, like, the reason I'm working with you is, like, I, like, spending time working with you, interacting with you is just something that's always been rewarding in my life, you know. So I want to keep doing that. Right. So like, like, you want to do something? I say, yes. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. And then I'm like, but I don't feel like I'm like, you know, not producing material. Like you've been asking me to do things. Maybe they haven't happened. Mm-hmm. Or it hasn't been, you've been producing a lot more than I have. Mm-hmm. And all that, I'm like, is that, does he feel like that's unfair? Or is he just like, hey, I'm doing this and you do that and whatever. So mm-hmm. um, 
you kept pointing out, oh, Dan, you're always the voice of reason on these things, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Working as an advisor to you, you know what I mean? Like being someone mm-hmm. there for you, is, mm-hmm. it's like a natural role for me. Right. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, that's something we could like work on. Totally. In, in that sense, so I don't know if this is clicking or answering anything of what you're trying to like get at. Yes. For me, um, because my big weakness, maybe this can be part of my origin story. I can tie it back. Um, executive decision-making is a challenge for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that proactive first step, executive, this, that, the other, not my forte, you know? Mm-hmm. And the people I work with successfully often have that in spade. Right. So, um, like you, <laughs> make yeah. executive decisions, boom. And it's like, oh, I really appreciate it. Thank you, you know? And I'm like, yeah. And it's the same way. Interesting. Yeah, like, totally. We got to get Christmas lights. We go there. I'm like, I don't know which one to get. Like, what the hell is this? I should be like, this one, this one, this one. I'm like, okay, thank you. Boom. And then I'll go. <laughs> so, example. Right. Totally. Um, I wanted to get that off my chest. You know, like I was feeling yeah. pressure um, vis-a-vis you and me. It's like, oh, my right. God. Oh, my God. And, like, yeah. I, if I'm, and I'm getting, and the more we work, the closer we're getting to, like, your vision, your personal quest. You know what I mean? And, like, right. how important that is to you. And, like, I have to be totally respectful of that. Right. And not make you feel like I'm not there for you. So. That's totally. What well, do I want? You know. Yeah. So that's where that. So is. The, you just opened up like a million subjects. <laughs> so there, and those, those are all really good and important. And actually, yeah. do you think all that is important to discuss yeah. and to get into? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, so I think maybe we can break those down like one by one. But okay. I don't think we can do that in this podcast. Right. Because right. Because well, that's on record now, though, so we got it. Yeah, it's on record. So, and and I, since you know, I, I go back through them, so I'll have to make a note when I go back through it. Like, note yeah. to dear Keith in the future, go back through and make a note of those things. And I will because that's a, that's part of the process when I make show notes. Yeah, I go back through and listen and make and and like sort of write them all down. So that's exactly what's going to happen. And so we'll go back through each one of those things. Um, but yeah, actually, and that so that kind of just brings it back to the fact that. Yes, we, the, part of the reason why we started this actually was because we moved far away from each other and we decided that we needed to do something together. Yeah. Right? So that was kind of part of the impetus. Yeah. So and as far as I'm concerned, like, to me, the process is more important than the result because I think one day our process is going to yield a result that's so amazing, but I don't, I don't even focus on the result anyway. So like when it comes to like whether or not you're making YouTube videos or something like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's unimportant to me. Like as far as I'm concerned, if I make a hundred and you make one, <laughs> that's fine because my process actually at this point is making them, you know? Sure. And it's like, so and I'm just putting pretty much everything out there at this point also. So it's like, yeah, you know, but so, so thank you for saying all that. And that's awesome. And I think that like, we just, just by you saying that we just basically made one of the best podcasts ever recorded because there's like, there's authenticity and honesty in it. And that's kind of the most important thing when, right when it comes to these things. So, so, um, 
with that said, I still think that the most important thing is for me to focus on you again. Yeah. Um, at least for the next couple of episodes. Um, and mm-hmm. so I think uh, for, the, for the point of the process of, yeah. at this point, I want to start from like the, basically the beginning. Yeah. We might have to do yeah. a couple of episodes. Like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, let's get, yeah, let's, like, like, let's pretend, like, first of all, I know you because we've known each other for 25 years, right? But I actually don't really know, like, exactly how you got started in music. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, I know, like, you were a metalhead and you had friends in high school or whatever, but, like, it's, like, I don't really know a lot. You were in a band with that guy, Aaron. You know, it's, like, yeah. There's, there's things I know, but there's, there's still stuff like, so let's just start, like, can you boil it down for me? Like, what's your superhero origin story or something? Or just, like, how did you get into music? We might run out of time, but, and so we have to pick it up, you know, next time. But, oh, oh, you want to start now? Absolutely. I literally want to start from oh, Let's start now good. with my first time that I noticed music and it became part of my thought process enough that I would like care about what was playing on the radio. Let's go all uh-huh. the way back. Mm-hmm. We'd always have I'm, music around. I'm 100% me. with that. Definitely. My dad has vinyl, right? So mm-hmm. I would always be, you know, in the house and it was like lots of classical music, tons of classical and then mm-hmm. a lot of like 60s um, rock, mm-hmm. uh, Rolling Stones, uh, Beatles, um, come to mind, uh, the first Zappa and the Mother's album, Freak Out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <clears throat> Freak Out Bob is the one Dylan, that's like, Bob Dylan, um, Bob Dylan, lots of Dylan. So anyway, sitting by the radio, with, yeah. hearing a song on the radio, wanting to know what it was, and sitting by the radio with a, pe- a pencil and a pad of paper, waiting for the song to come on, and then the DJ to say what it was. Really? Yes. Took me half how, a day. How old were you? Well, we'll have to look at the charts. I can't remember. I'm going to say seven or eight um, because it was um, Dire Straits' um, song, Walk of Life. Okay. With that weird, like, impish keyboard line, <laughs> if you know it. <laughs> the, like, little, like, like, twinkly, like, keyboard line that I liked as a kid, you know? It's still kind of cute. Yeah, it's almost like a Christmas song. Oh no, yeah. You know that song? Okay, so I love that song. I want to hear it. I wrote it down. Dad, will you buy this album? Of course. Dark Straits, Brothers in Arms. Boom. Brother in Arms. Brothers in Arms. Nineteen eighty-five. Nineteen eighty-five. I would have been nine, eight or nine. Yeah. Interesting music. Have you ever used one of those old egg slicers? It's like like got the little wires on it. Yes. Like, okay. okay, I would play that thing when I was like five or six or seven. No way. Like yeah, like a little thumb, like with my thumbs, you know. So, so wait, hold on a second. So first time. <laughs> so so let me just recap. So basically, yeah. this is how you got into music. Your dad was a was a music fan. Yes. Right. And so he would play music. Yes. And the first time you remember being interested in like what music was or even wanting like being conscious of a song that mm-hmm. you liked yes. was when you were eight or nine mm-hmm. and you heard Dire Straits of Walk of Life. Yes. Interesting. So, but that's like, no, I'd already had piano lessons which I didn't connect with at all and like yeah. lessons that I didn't connect with or whatever. I mean, around that time, there was some stuff, but this is like me, I want this in my life. Lessons? 
Yes. I'm picturing with you with a flute now. <laughs> Picture me with a bass, but like the opposite. Like a little, like a tiny, tiny <laughs> one up by your mouth. Picture me smashing the back of a chair, smashing the flute over the back of a chair in frustration. Okay. I can't picture you playing flute. <laughs> yeah, but well, it's hilarious. But just because I, I know you for so long playing, okay. playing bass, and it's not really. You know. um, so, and we'll just do like the next beginning of the next chapter, which is me like getting into rock music, and I didn't like really right. get into that. Would be disciplinary problems in public school. Got sent to a private school in fourth grade. That was a little more okay. on like manners and like prep school, you know. What kind of disciplinary issues? Just did you have like in? acting out in class, hyperactivity, ADHD. Yeah, yeah, because um, school you know, sucks. For yeah, like plus I'm one of those people. For you, for kids like you, I'm, for but for you most know, kids, it's yeah. like not enough activity and too much sitting and paying yeah. attention to like. I was one of those. Yeah, like a narrow, super creative, focus. way too much energy. Like yeah. Anyway. Yeah, totally. Folks, I turned it around. School turned out to be a, one of the best things in my life eventually. Mm-hmm. But um, I went to the school. And what I'm saying is I met new kids there, new crew. And this kid's like, Jimi Hendrix. I'm like, what? He's like, what's that? He's like, Jimi Hendrix is a guitar player who's good. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so Jimi Hendrix. Boom. Mm-hmm. Followed quickly up by... Any particular album? or just All of them? or Oh, uh, Live at Monterey Pop. Thank you. Uh, Live at Monterey Pop, Jimi Hendrix. Live. And so, hold on a second. So this was this was fourth grade. Fourth grade. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it's basically my daughter's age. So that's like nine-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And then uh, followed up uh, in fifth grade by thrash metal, which was coming from my best friend's older brother. Who okay. Was a little bit ahead for us, but that was in there. Uh, what kind of thrash so, metal were you listening to? Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so you were like one of those. And this is evidenced by some of the pictures that I see you post of like the olden days where like you were like the black jeans T-shirt crew yeah. <laughs> with the long hair. Oh, 100 percent. A hundred percent. So this is, yes, this is starting part of that identity is beginning right then. That's the nascent like, thing. You know what I mean? <clears throat> right, right there. Also, Beastie Boys, Licensed Ill came out around this time. Right. So that was in there. We could, you know, do the, all the lyrics to Paul Revere, you know, doing it from memory. Totally. Um, and then I started playing the bass in fifth, sixth grade. Fifth or sixth grade. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to play. You so, know why? Okay, and here is here is origin story stuff. So, wait, see, wait, so let's say you were 10 or 11 or 12 yep. or something like that, mm-hmm. right? I usually say okay. 12. Yeah, why bass? Here it is, bro. <laughs> origin story. <laughs> <laughs> I love Guns N' Roses. First yeah. album. Well, not first album. Uh, Appetite for Destruction. Appetite, yeah. Boom. Blew my mind. Okay. Yes. Uh, again, check the dates of when they came out. But Idol Worship, posters on the wall. Yeah. I want to say Magazines were a thing back then. You get the magazines, the rock magazines. I'm flipping through the rock magazine. Do, 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 do. And it said Duff McKagan. Bass player, like, a lot of people look past the bass player. Big surprise, you know, saying this in the article. Mm-hmm. But he's the glue. It's the glue that holds the band together. Mm-hmm. I just liked that sentence a lot. And then mm-hmm. I looked up at the poster, and he's up there, big rock god, Doug oh. McKagan. I was like, bass. I want to be yeah. that guy. Yes. I want to be the glue that holds the band together. Totally. And I was like, that was it. Up. 
it was, I was born as a bass player. That was the moment. Totally. What I bass remember did you get first? Day. What? What bass did you oh, get first? Fender Squire Black. Fender Jazz. Uh, Fender something. Totally. Cheap. Uh, it's super interesting to like see, you know, like somebody, you know, everyone's attracted to something, right? And when yeah. you read that one sentence, the yeah. glue that keeps the band together. Yeah. There was something like, you know, I don't want to like, you know, I, I do and I don't want to psychoanalyze you, but um, but it's sort of it's interesting because it's sort of like unsung hero maybe, right? It's sort of like it's like recognizing something that other people don't recognize. You know, it's like, and I think that's really important because bass is super important. A lot of people don't realize how important the bass is. Yeah. Um, especially, well, in all types of music, but rock bands, it's like really something that is like critically important, but flies under the radar for most people. And so it's like, there's almost a, maybe, maybe there's a sophistication, I'm just like shooting from the hip here, but yeah. maybe there's a sophistication in recognizing something that other people don't, like most people are not aware of, or it's like the secret society of like, you know, people who know that bass is like the, where, where it's really at, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know? I mean, that's the, because it, it's more like the, uh, you know, the recognition and harmony with your peers is more important than with just, like, whoever, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I'm, like, like some of my coworkers say I'm, like, the ultimate cheerleader because I get such a thrill out of setting things up for success, other people up for success. Right. You know what I mean? Like, going, like, I don't feel threatened by someone else's success. Like, I just totally want it to happen <laughs> all the time. You know what I mean? And so I could be a part of it. Some totally. people get jealous, you know what I mean? Like, for instance, right. I think we worked, Keith, you and I worked under, like, a maniac for, like, a decade. <laughs> okay? Right? Right. Never once was I like, gee, I wish I was out in front. I wish he would just give me some room. That's <laughs> not. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, that's how come he and I got, got along so well for all that time. Right. Because I 100% want him to succeed every time. Right. <laughs> no matter what a dick he was. Right. Because I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not in your life because, like, you're a nice person. I mean, you know, I mean. Right. Because I believe in that you're fucking hilarious. Well, <laughs> but, I'll, so anyway. Um, I'll, also, yeah. I'll, I'll just say, like, you know, just playing in that band, in part- playing in a lot of bands with you, I, like, now, thinking about, before we did this podcast, I was thinking about, like, how many bands we've been in together. Yeah. We're in the jazz band, right? Were we in another band in college? No, right? Just the jazz band, right? Oh, I mean, come on. Um, that was our main main thing. I mean, we worked. We, yeah. School, so we did a lot of work. But um. <clears throat> yeah. We did some other random things. Were we in the jazz ensemble, like the big jazz ensemble together too at some point or no? I think we were a little longer. I might have been behind. I think um, Ted was until I came oh, on. Oh, because Ted was there. Right, right. So you came on. Well, so, but then we were <laughs> in that, that other band, um, and I can remember playing with you and just like – I think between you and what phenomenal drummers we had for a yeah. while, it was there, it was like amazing to play <laughs> like <laughs> with you because it was so because you really just like it was like I, I if I had to just make like an analogy it's like I don't even maybe it's like surfing 
uh-huh. and there's like just the perfect wave like holding you up in a way. Yeah. It's like, or it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know, but it's like just, and just like hearing that giant sound come through was like, yeah. you know, just like, oh my God, it was so fun. So fun. Um, so where would, where do we leave off? <laughs> well, I remember <laughs> no. we can drop it like when I remember meeting you, you know what I mean? It would be, uh, wait, wait, I'm wait, not wait, meeting you. It would have just been... got up to, wait, didn't we just get up to like, didn't you, did you just get your first base? I want to go back. Shit. Yeah. Shit. I'm in my room and I leave to get the first bass. Dad's like, yes. Instruments, yes. Okay. So I started playing bass, um, and I just took lessons at the private school I was going to. Right. Um, and I forgot my bass or something happened on, like, my second lesson. Uh-huh. So, we, so the teacher's like, well, here, play this, classical guitar, nylon string, all finger style anyway, right? Oh. Uh, so my I started guitar about the same time, a week after I started bass, <laughs> when I was 12. And the first thing, uh-huh. he's like, do this. And he showed, he's like, what do you like? I'm like, X, Y, Z, uh, Ozzy. Ozzy Osbourne was a big thing for me back then. Right. Like this. He's like, okay, Iron Man. I was like, he's like, oh, that was way too easy. Okay. Uh, and then he, on the first or second lesson on guitar, he taught me um, the first, like, you know, 16 bars of Stairway to Heaven. Oh, yeah, the arpeggiated stuff? Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, that's way, he's like, okay, this is all way too easy for you. He's like, I'm going to show you some. Well, you had, had you already been playing bass? For like a week or two. Oh, really? So basically you just took to it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I can oh. pick, I can start, I can pretty much play an instrument like within an hour, like any instrument within an hour or so. Interesting. Yeah. It's just whether or not, how far I can go with it. But Yeah. Uh, uh, pian- I could never really take to piano. I mean, I understood everything, but. But no, I would say string instruments like oak, uh, definitely. Um, of course, this is all a memory. I kind of remember. Maybe maybe I've been playing bass for six months and it wasn't a week, but I don't remember. It felt like yeah. the same time. Yeah. Um, let's well, see. then my just dad bought contract, me. My first album my dad ever bought me without me asking. Yeah. Would have been Living Color. Oh really? Vivid. <laughs> Vivid, right? Yes. So he he went out and bought you Living Color Vivid. Yes. Interesting. Without and you didn't ask for it, but maybe you no. mentioned it. No, he's like I read this. He's like I read this review of them, and they said the guitar was insane. So I thought you'd like it. It is insane. Uh, I know. Yeah. And it was true. And I blast. I melted my ears with that album. Oh my god. Thank I you, mean, Dad. <laughs> yeah, like, Living Color is insane. Vernon Reed is like like the most bonkers guitar player. Yeah. He's so bombastic. In those days, it was like. Like, you know, riffs, hard riffs, but, like, also, like, angular, weird, melodic things. Noise, just noise for the sake of noise, you know? Yep. Um, so so that, what was your first album you ever owned? The first album I ever owned? I have to think, you know what I mean? Like, I remember the first one I asked for was was Dire Straits. But the first one I can remember is a weird novelty Pac-Man record. <laughs> so like it was like or it was like Mook <laughs> Pac-Man or something. I don't forget. Um, it's fairly random. <laughs> but you know, it was vinyl and it was like a big image printed on it. Like the whole thing wasn't black. <laughs> like Pac-Man on there and like running through the hill like chasing after Miss Pac-Man with a fucking hammer I don't know <laughs> like 
Um, yeah, cool. Hard to say because I was it was cassette tapes back then. It was like transitioning from vinyl to cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I like remember, I do remember, like buy ten cassettes for like you know ten cents, and then you're part of the club or whatever. You know the oh yeah, Columbia thing. House. Columbia House. Oh lord. So I had like <laughs> Anthrax. Uh-huh. Uh I'm the man. Iron Maiden. Somewhere in time. Okay. Um, and on and on. That and What's Ozzy, like a ball well, Iron Maiden. And, uh, Wait, what was it? What was the last one? Bark at the Moon, I think, or oh, yeah, whatever one had Crazy Train on it. I forget. And uh, I don't oh, Black Sabbath. Yeah, all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I always love metal. I still love metal. It's just like one of my favorite things. I don't know if it's in my DNA. And mm-hmm. that leads to the next chapter. We won't even get into the next chapter, which would be uh, middle school or high school, and mm-hmm. onwards. But that's like that's the origin story. That's the origin story. So. Here's what I think we should do. Yeah. I think we should people, leave the people wanting more mm-hmm. and remember where we left off. Let's go, and then we'll, we're going to continue. We're going to do your whole life. <laughs> so, okay. So then picture eight-year-old me sitting Indian style on the floor playing with Legos, looking up at a Guns N' Roses poster mm-hmm. in awe. In awe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I'll contrast that with I'm in my daughter's bedroom right now uh-huh. because this is like the quietest place in the house, mm-hmm. and there's an Ariana Grande poster on the wall. Okay. Now, full disclosure, I actually think Ariana Grande is pretty good, mm-hmm. but um, stark difference, <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless. But you know, music is music. That's right, dude. Okay, so that was awesome. I love doing okay. that. Here's what we're gonna do. I have to find my thing. And just mm-hmm. say that, um, so let's do a formal outro. Okay. If you're listening to this and you're not me or Dan and you're not in our family, and even if you are. What are <laughs> please, you doing? Please, why are you listening to this? Go do something <laughs> important for the world. Uh, but no, seriously, please like and surprise. Please like and surprise. Please like. Please lick and surprise. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next person you pass on the screen. <laughs> Don't do that. Coronavirus rules. <clears throat> Please like and subscribe and leave a rating and a review. Please share with others and most importantly, uh, get out there and do one thing. So presumably you're listening to this podcast because you're a musician. We're, our, our mission is to uh, inspire others to, do, to, to make music uh, and make music ourselves. So if you just get out there and do one thing, you, it could be write a chord progression or find a chord progression that you like or pick a beat you like or write one line to a song. Whatever, if, if it's just one thing, just do that one thing. Next time uh, we, you listen to this podcast, we're going to ask you to do that again. And um, maybe uh, you'll create the next, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, or maybe you'll write a good song, or maybe you'll finally, you know, get that scale down, or whatever it is you're working on right now, just do that one thing. Go do it. Uh, and I'm going to do that, too. <clears throat> Thanks for being the, the guinea pig, Dan. You're welcome. On this podcast. That was really fun, actually. I, I really, like, can't wait till we do the next one. 
because um, we're going to do like, I don't know what it's, maybe chapter two of your life or whatever it is. We'll see. You yeah. know? Cool. I'm down. Yes. That was fun. <clears throat> it was cool, fun. man. All right, folks. All right, dude. And Keith? Yep. Catch you on the flippity-flop. Later. <laughs>